Hey, 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 my lovely listeners. This is Mrs. Gloria Alabi here once again. This is our second segment in 2021. Happy New Year to all my lovely listeners, wherever you are listening to me all over the world in US, Philippines, Netherlands, Germany, Ghana here, United States, Canada, Oh my God, thank you very much. I am so grateful for all my listeners in the United States Kingdom. Yes, ah, my goodness, in Singapore. Wow, 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 so beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I know and I believe that my segment is touching lives wherever you are. Please leave a comment or a message for me. All right, and I will readily answer you. God bless you all. Please enjoy the song, and then we will dive straight into our message for today. This song is by Paul Wolver, and it is The Battle Is Yours. Please enjoy it. Welcome back, welcome back. Today's segment is titled Godly Wisdom versus Worldly Wisdom. It is a joy to behold wisdom and knowledge in a man. How much greater than to find in God wisdom and knowledge, unsurpassed and infinite. The beauty of God's character is that each of his attributes Compliment the other attributes. Oh my goodness, such a great God we have. We have already considered the infinite power of God, His omnipotence, which enables Him to do anything and everything He chooses to do. In Job chapter 12, verse 13, it says that with Him are wisdom and might. To him belong counsel and understanding. 
In Isaiah chapter 14, verse 28, the Bible says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends and the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is incorruptible. Wow, such a big word there. My goodness. God is all wise, infinitely wise. Behold, God is mighty, but does not despise any. He is mighty in strength of understanding. Job 36, verse 5. God's wisdom is vastly superior to human wisdom. Do you know that God alone is wise? God alone is wise. It is God who is the source of all wisdom. Now someone will ask, what is wisdom? Well, sometimes the definition on the internet might give you something like this. Wisdom with the word know-how. Wisdom is based upon knowledge. Often, in fact, wisdom and knowledge are mentioned together. Okay. So, getting right into our message. Wow. God knows everything that is going to happen. Even knows everything that could happen under any set of circumstances. My goodness, God cannot devise a bad plan or fail to bring his purpose and promise to their conclusion because he knows everything. He is omniscient and gets his wisdom. Wisdom is not just knowledge, but know-how. God's wisdom enables him to know how, anything and everything. So, we realize that wisdom entails the skillfulness to formulate a plan, right? And to carry it out in the best and most effective manner. Right? Okay. So, we also learn in, uh, in this verse in Genesis. Okay. Our main topic is going to be taken from Genesis, the wisdom of God in the Bible. The wisdom of God in the Bible. When it comes to the wisdom of God, um, a picture is worth more than a thousand words, right? So as we look at a few passages of scriptures, we speak of the wisdom of God, we will attempt to sharpen the definition of God's wisdom and show its relevance in our daily lives. Alright, so as I was studying this, um, I realized that wisdom are the fall of man. In Genesis chapter 2, okay, and in Proverbs 3. I must confess, really, I have to confess this, that I had never considered the account of the fall in Genesis in light of the wisdom of God. Nevertheless, it's, it's, it's very clear that um, Eve desired for wisdom. 
her, her desire for wisdom contributed to the fall. Okay, so let's go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. Okay, so verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said? Indeed, has God said? Yes, he's really a crafty, crafty serpent. Indeed, has God said, He shall not eat from any fruit of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, From the fruits of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat from it or touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said to the woman, You surely shall not die. For God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable for to make one wise, she took from its fruits and ate, and she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate it. Oh my goodness. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 to 6. My God. Going back to the scriptures in verse 1, he says, indeed, has God said, the craftiness of that serpent, the cunningness of that serpent, he knowing very well that God has given that commandment, not for them to eat of that fruit, went to the woman to ask her that question. But in a divine, crafty manner, indeed, has God said, you shall not eat from any tree of the garden. How? How is it possible? You know? But then he was able to twist the woman's mind. To deceive the woman. The word here is deception. Verses informs us just how Eve came to perceive the tree. See, it's amazing that Eve perceived the tree of knowledge of good and evil she perceived it as good good for food she came to see it as delightful my listeners i don't know if you are getting me or if you are understanding me are you with me <laughs> oh my god this is so interesting holy spirit holy spirit speak through me so, Eve came to perceive, right? He, she perceived the tree of knowledge of good and evil. She perceived it as good for food. You see, she came to see it as delightful, tasteful, to look at. 
She desired it because she now believed the fruits of that tree would make her wise. This is where I come back to the beginning. You see, I realized that the fall of Eve or the fall of man was in pursuit to be wise. In pursuit to know things. It is it is it is in 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 pursuit to know things that a lot of us fall prey to worldly wisdoms, deception. Right? Okay, so let's be clear here. The way Eve perceived the forbidden fruits of that particular tree was not real. So Eve saw, she now saw the tree, the fruit of that tree, as Satan wanted her to see it. She saw and perceived it as good for food. She saw the tree as desirable because she was deceived. That is how a lot of Christians are being deceived. A lot of Christians are being deceived in this world. We do not read our scriptures. We do not obey the Lord's commandments. We do not follow Christ. So we are easily swayed off. We are easily tossed up and down like a pendulum. Going left, right, left, right. So this is what happened. Satan in his craftiness used the serpent to deceive Eve. And for Eve to perceive that tree, the fruit of that tree, as good for food. The deceptionness of the devil it made her see the tree as desirable and as good for food because she was deceived. And see, in First Timothy chapter 2, 13 to um, I think 15, yeah, it says that for it was, let me see, I have to be sure of the verse. Yes, yes, that's true. Um, First Timothy chapter 2, 13, 15. For it was Adam who was first created. For it was Adam who was first created, and then Eve. And it was not Adam who was deceived, but the woman, being quite deceived, fell into transgression. But women shall be preserved through the bearing of children, if they continue in faith and love and sanctity with self-restraint. The fruit of the tree, we are, we've ended the verse, the fruit of the tree was not good for food. My lovely listeners, the fruit of that particular tree was not good for food because God had forbidden it. God had forbidden Adam and Eve. God had forbidden them 
from eating that particular tree. And neither was the fruit of that tree able to make one wise. So you realize that Eve was practically deceived by the serpent. That tree was able to do what its name indicates. It was called the tree of wisdom. Sorry, listeners, it was not called the tree of wisdom, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Eating of the fruits of that tree did enable Adam and Eve to know good and evil. But what I want to tell you is that wisdom is not knowing good and evil. Wisdom is knowing good from evil. So eating the fruit of that forbidden tree did cause Adam and Eve to know evil. They knew evil by experience. The worst of it is that Adam and Eve, they come to a new awareness of good and evil. But notice that something happened in the process. What was evil became good in their eyes. And I repeat, what was evil became good in their eyes. A lot of us Christians perceive evil as good and a new norm now oh a lot of people are doing it so why not ah that's the new norm they go to church they go and do it they are okay there's nothing nothing wrong with that that is the deception of this world that is what the world perceive as being wise and it is totally wrong Eating of that fruit of that tree was forbidden by God. Totally forbidden by God. To eat that fruit was to do what was evil. And yet, with a little prompting and deception by the devil or the serpent, yes, by this devil using the serpent, Mm-hmm. He came to see this evil by God's definition as good in her perception as suggested by the serpent, the devil. After eating the forbidden fruit, you know, that was good in her eyes, came to be looked upon as evil. When God made Adam and his wife, Eve, you know, they were good in his sight, like all the rest of God's creation. God created everything and saw that it was good. And they knew no shame. Their their nakedness, like, they were naked and they knew no shame. Their nakedness itself was good in their state of innocence. But once they sinned by eating the fruits of that tree, they were ashamed. Purely ashamed of their nakedness and tried to cover themselves. 
a lot of us do sinful things or sinful acts and we try to cover it with lies after lies we become ashamed the first time and we cover it second time and we cover it and very soon the bad things we keep doing becomes a new norm it becomes normal to us we don't see anything bad about it anymore so realize that the fellowship they enjoyed with God was no more that fellowship was it was something good for them but once they disobeyed him they tried to hide from his presence rather than enjoy it why because this good of enjoying God was now evil the new good and evil but now the labels have been switched it has been switched so there's this question i need to, i want to ask is it not guilty of doing that which god forbid he is Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 is woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Satan assured Eve that in eating of that fruit of the forbidden tree, she would be like God, knowing good and evil. Satan's sins was in trying to be like God in a competitive way, you see, and by his own effort too. So I fear Eve's motivation may have been similar. So it's like, yes, Eve was in the garden, but she had the inner desire to be like God. <laughs> that is what I'm thinking anyway. Uh, our thoughts on opinion might be different, but I was thinking that if Satan was able to bring that desire out of Eve, for him, for her to 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 feel like eating that particular fruits from that tree could make her wise and be like God, then she had that desire. So in every human being, we have certain form of desires, desires to be in. To, to be in a particular level, okay, that when, when we are given that opportunity, we take it for that particular desire to spring out, whether good or evil. So, I believe, in my opinion, that Eve had a desire to be like God, just like Satan had a desire to be like God, in a very competitive way and manner. He, she, he found that in Eve and then used her, deceived her, cunningly, beguiled her to eat of that fruit from that tree. So I really fear Eve's motive. <laughs> and they are similar. 
See, the truth was that eating of the tree of the good, of the knowledge of good and evil would not make Eve like God. Eating that fruit was disobedience. It was sin. God is righteous. And one does not become like him by sinning. So Eve was purely deceived. Quite deceived. It was wrong for Eve to desire to be wise. It was purely wrong. Surely it cannot be evil to desire to be wise. Can it? No. We all desire to have certain form of wisdom. So it is not a sin to desire to be wise. When knowledge, okay, is the knowledge of evil, then ignorance truly is bliss. I repeat, when knowledge is the knowledge of evil, then ignorance truly is bliss. But did God want to keep Adam and Eve ignorant? That is the question we should ask. Did God want to really keep Adam and Eve ignorant? Did he forbid them to become wise? Not at all. God wanted Adam and Eve to be wise concerning what is good and ignorance of what is evil. He wanted them to be to, 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 to be wise in in what is good, but ignorant, very ignorant in what is evil. Romans sixteen nineteen says that for the report of your disobedience has reached to all. Therefore I am rejoicing over you, but I want you to be wise in what is good and innocent in what is evil. For the report of your disobedience has reached to all. Therefore, I am rejoicing over you. Why should there be rejoicing over your disobedience? But I want you to be wise in what is good and innocent in what is evil. Satan's wisdom is worldly wisdom. And is the knowledge of good and evil. And in the knowing of evil, Adam and Eve became alienated from the enjoyment of good. So Adam and Eve were given every opportunity and encouragement by God to know him. To be like him. And to be wise with respect to all that is good. So... My lovely listeners, let us note some of the ways of God made this possible. First, they could be wise concerning good by becoming students of creation. In Psalm 104, verse 24 to 26, O Lord, how many are thy works? In wisdom thou hast made them all. The earth is full of thy possession. There is the sea, great and broad, in which are swamps, 
without numbers, animals both small and great. There the ships move along, and levitates, which thou had formed to sport in it. Wow, such a marvelous God. Psalm 136 verse 5 states that Him who made the heavens is kill. Sorry. He who made the heavens is kill. For his loving kindness is everlasting. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 19 to 20 states that The Lord by wisdom formed the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps were broken up, and the skies drip with dew. So tell me, did Adam and Eve wish to be wise? This is a question I'm asking all of you. Please post your answers in the comments leave a message leave a comment let's hear your thoughts on this did adam and eve wish to be wise did they did they wish to know good did adam and eve desire to know good and to become wise like god Adam and his wife Eve and the moment they sinned by disobeying God they attempted to avoid being in his presence how much they could have learned of him and from him Satan deceived Eve into believing disobedience was the path to wisdom when the opposite was and still is true. Wisdom is not the cause of obedience. As much as the result of obedience, we obey God not because we are wise enough to do so, but because we trust in Him and His wisdom, which is revealed in His commandments. So by disobeying God, realize that Adam and Eve evident their distrust in God and his infinite wisdom. So when Eve ate of the fruit, partaking of that fruit literally meant that Eve didn't trust God to handle their lives. Finally, 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 Adam and Eve could have become wise by eating of the fruits of the other tree, just as prominently placed, like perhaps even more prominently placed in the center of the garden, the tree of life. Our understanding of Genesis chapter 3 is greatly enhanced by consideration.
of Proverbs chapter 3. says, My son, do not forget my teachings, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life, and peace they will add to you. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will favor, so you will find favor and good repute in the sight of of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body. And refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord from your worth and from the first of all your produce, so your bands will be filled with plenty and your vast will overflow with new wine. My son, do not reject the discipline of the Lord or loathe his reproof. For whom the Lord loves, he reproves, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. How blessed is the man who finds wisdom. See, how blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For a prophet is better than a prophet of silver, and its gain than fine gold. She is more precious than jewel, and nothing you desire compared with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And happy are all who hold her fast. The Lord by wisdom formed the earth. By understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the deeps were broken up. And the skies drip with dew. The skies drip with dew. Hallelujah. First, we are urged to desire wisdom as something of the highest value. Divine wisdom is to be greatly desired. But Satan turned if desired into the opposite direction to that which will lead her from wisdom to folly from life to death. From life to death. Adam and Eve had all creation before them to teach them of God's wisdom. God was not withholding his wisdom from them, but displaying it before them.
wisdom does not balk at discipline, but recognizes it as an evidence of love, of the love of God. Eve was led to believe exactly the opposite. Satan suggested God withheld the forbidden fruit because he was selfish and unloving. Wisdom is the result of obedience. Satan convinced Eve that wisdom will result from her disobedience. How can that be possible? By disobeying God, you think you're wise? To have true wisdom, we must cease trusting in ourselves and our own assessment of what is good and rather trust in God's wisdom and in His commandments and the laws. We should also see that wisdom is a tree of life. Eating of the tree of life was the way to wisdom, which is why Satan sought to change the focus of Eve's attention and desire from this tree to the forbidden one. So the fall of Adam and Eve may seem a distance on related events of ancient history, but no, it isn't. It is happening in our daily life. When Christians are being deceived, we are being deceived by worldly pleasures. We are being deceived that doing the opposite things that God loathes most is going to give us wisdom and let us attain whatever greatly desires that we have in our hearts. We should see God's wisdom. Romans says, I want you to be wise in what is good and innocent in what is evil. So we must learn to focus our desires on what is good and to discipline those desires which leads to our destruction. Christians today, we seek to be wise, but all too often, it is not God's wisdom that we seek. There is false wisdom, the worldly wisdom, that we must reject totally. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 12 says, For our proud confidence is this, the testimony of our consciousness, that is, that, that in holiness and godly sincerity, not in fleshly wisdom, but in the grace of God, we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially towards you. The wisdom of God and the wisdom of men are not the same. Preciousness, they are not the same. They are completely opposite. They are not compatible. They are opposite to each other. For the wisdom of the cross 
is to those who are perishing foolishness. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Has he? For sin in the wisdom of God, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed, Jews ask for signs and Greeks search for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling blow and the Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greek, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser men. The foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. We sometimes hear all truth is God's truth. In a sense, I suppose this is true, but um, the only truth we know to be true is the truth which is in God, which is in Christ Jesus. The truth revealed in God's word. John 17, 17. All other truths are claims of truth. Thank you, Jesus. True wisdom. The wisdom which is the tree of life does not come from below from man it doesn't come from man it comes from above it comes from God to many Christians who are trying to be wise by reading secular source by by listening to worldly things worldly people not that we should avoid all secular readings but we should not read these to become wise no and even more christians are reading books and works written by christian experts who merely mouth secular thinking baptized with religious uh, terminology let us desire god's wisdom as a tree of life and let us look for it in god's word and pursue it by keeping his commandments Let us not perish in the very thing which brought about the fall. My brothers and sisters, my precious listeners, God is the ultimate wise being. And He alone can give us wisdom. Looking back on the salvation God has brought about in Christ, in spite of and even because of of, of our disobedience, we still.
still have salvation in Christ. Why don't we repent of our sins? Why don't we go back to our first love? Why don't we wholeheartedly, with a repentful heart, repent from our sins? Surrender our all to God and accept Christ as our Savior. By so doing, we attain wisdom as we follow Christ. My lovely listeners, this segment has gone past my normal 30 minutes. But I feel it in my heart to really share it with you. We are not done yet. I listed I listed some few things down, you know, how to gain wisdom from God according to the Bible. I listed some few things down which I want to share with you. There are about ten. Do you know that God's wisdom can make one wise man more powerful than ten rulers in the world? So how can we have wisdom from God according to the Bible? Here are 10 biblical ways that I put down. Number one, we can ask for wisdom from God. In James chapter 1, verse 5, said, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and unbraided not, and it shall be given to him. The first thing you can do to gain wisdom from God is to ask of him, him who is wise and who holds wisdom. So the first thing you can do to gain wisdom from God is to ask him. Admit that you lack wisdom. Overcome your arrogance and admit that you have also been a folly. Number two, act faithfully. James 1, 6, verse 7. James 1, chapter, James chapter 1, verse 6 to 7. But let him act in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So we might we must be faithful when asking and praying for wisdom from God. We should cast all doubts away and believe in Him. In other words, we shouldn't ask wisdom whilst we are being disobedient. His His commandments are supposed to be obeyed. You see, when we disobey Him whilst we are also asking wisdom from him it's an act of hypocrisy and unfaithfulness so believing in god and being faithful to him means we also keep and obey his commandments number three be a god fearing person you have to have the fear of god 
Psalm 111 verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. So when we have the fear of God, we follow his teachings, we obey his commandments, we avoid committing sin, we follow Christ, we stay away from acts that will inflict harm on ourselves and other people. And then we realize that these are good, these are right, and that is wisdom. Number four, we have to be humble. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter, envy, and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly unspiritual demonic for where you have envy and selfish ambition there you find disorder and every evil practice james 3:13-16 so if you want to have wisdom from god you have to live a humble life humility will help us overcome envy and selfish ambition that leads to wicked process so choose humility and wisdom not foolishness and wickedness be prudent i wisdom dwell with prudence and i find knowledge and discretion proverbs 12, chapter 8 verse 12 so wisdom is the ability to make good judgment Hence, always practice prudence. Don't be hasty in making decisions. Always expand your knowledge. The more you know, the better your judgment will be. Number six, because of time. Number six, we have to be peaceful and considerate. Um, in James chapter 3, verse 17, you'll find that in. So always we have to observe, be aware, and practice peacefulness. We have to be gentle and slow to anger. We need to learn to forgive and show mercy to others. We need to um, be considerate of the feelings of other people around us. We need to have compassion and understand the suffering of others. We, we, by achieving this calmness, peacefulness, and full awareness of our surroundings, we will be better. We will have better chances to receive the wisdom of God. Number seven, read the Holy Scriptures and know the words of God. So we need to be patient in reading and learning God's word. The scriptures contains instructions, contains warnings and guidance on how we should live and walk on earth. The more we know the words of God, the more we will be wise. Number eight, we need to know our Lord better. In Colossians chapter 2 verse 2 to 3, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of of fullness assurance or full assurance of understanding and the kindness of God's mystery which is Christ in whom 
are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Our Lord Jesus Christ is God's wisdom. Read more about Jesus Christ in the Holy Bible. Listen to the preachers or your pastors or your prophets who know him better as they are teaching with the scriptures. Learn his ways and follow his teachings. Follow Jesus Christ. Believe in him and love him. You know, this will certainly give you the key to the treasures of wisdom. And number nine, we should preach and practice the words of God. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, we can find that in, uh, we can read that, um, but we need to meditate on God's word. Um, we should not just learn God's words, but also preach and practice it. We should share the word of God to others. Make, as I'm sharing to you right now, we should make ourselves a substantial evidence of kindness, compassion, self-discipline, and love. We should let other people around us realize the wisdom of God in us, which is Christ. And number 10, we should do our best to get wisdom. Proverbs 4, 5 to 7. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or swerve from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. So finally, finally, we need to do our best to get wisdom, free ourselves from foolishness, from arrogance, pride, envy, hatred, selfishness, and all the things that hinders wisdom from entering our body, mind, and hearts, and soul. Let the pure wisdom of God dwell in us. All too soon, we've come to the end of this segment. Godly wisdom versus worldly wisdom. This segment is long, so I am going to divide it into two episodes episode one and episode two. I really enjoyed my time on the segment i hope you're equally going to enjoy it as you listen and i pray that the holy spirit i pray for inspiration from the holy spirit so you would understand the wisdom of god and reject the wisdom of men so my lovely listeners um this segment is brought to you by worthy women family it's a group of uh, strong uh, entrepreneurs they're women who are coming together to help each other in their businesses to grow financially spiritually to help their families to create generational wealth and to use their worth for the kingdom of god and also is brought to you by asap education it's a skills and vocational training institute asap education brings out your god-given talents and enhances it and also help you to 
learn more skills. ASAP Education and Worthy Women, we thank you and God bless you. And ASAP Education is having a training, two days training in business plan, how to write your own business plan and proposal so i urge you all to visit asap education on facebook asap education on instagram and like follow them and also be participate in the training program that is happening on the end of this month So, my lovely listeners, um, I will end this segment by, um, let's see, this song from Elevation Worship, Do It Again. Please enjoy it and have a lovely day, evening, morning, wherever you are. I love you, but remember, God loves you most. Bye.